This is an ABC podcast. 12 wickets have fallen on the opening day of this first men's test between Australia and West Indies. The Wendy's sent into bat. Bowled out for 188, but it could have been far worse at 9 for 133 before a spectacular 55-run 10th wicket partnership between the number 10, Kamar Roach, the senior member of this team, and one of the players on debut, Shamar Joseph, who made 36, his highest first-class score. He then went out and claimed two wickets, including one with his first ball, Australia at Stumps, two for 59, with Green on six, Kawaja on 30, Shamar Joseph stands out like a sore thumb on the scoreboard, two for 18. I'm Andrew Moore, alongside Carl Hooper and Stuart Clark on the boundary's edge, and Shamar Joseph joins us immediately. Shamar... Congratulations on a stunning debut day. 36 with a bat coming in at 11 and a wicket first ball. That's what dreams are made of, right? Yeah, it's amazing knowing that our team was in a position where someone had to actually stand out and put up a partnership. So I just went down there and do what I do best. But that, I mean, you've only played five first-class games. That courageous innings you played, first of all, smashing 36, you're dancing down the wicket to some of the best fast bowlers in the world. What was the mindset when you came into bat? No, well, I go in there with no fear. I just went and bat, trying to build the runs up, try to get it to 200, and I do what I do best. Shamar, were you nervous when you went out to bat? Um, to be fair, I wasn't. I just went in because I didn't put nervousness in front of me. I just go with a fair mind and to fight whatever come against me. And what about with the ball? Your first ball, you run up wrong, and then the dreams start. Bowling to Stephen Smith, one about off stump, seems away, he nicks it. The celebration, it's what dreams are made of. Yeah, it's amazing getting one of my favourite batsmen, Steve Smith is my favourite batsman, so getting him for it, we get out, that's amazing for me. I think that's the best half of my career and I want to continue doing well. Absolutely. And what about the celebrations? Uh, anything in particular or is that just come, that was just what came to you? <laughs> yeah, that just comes out, that just comes out. It's a matter of joy, you know, getting Ricky on a forest ball, that, that's amazing. So the celebration doesn't mean anything but just joy. <laughs> the fact is you're standing here after your first day of Test Cricket and admittedly, with a bat, generally it was a tough day for, the, for your team, all out 188. But you fought back with the ball. Your first two wickets are Steve Smith and Marnus Labuschagne. What's that mean to you? Yeah, that means a lot. You know, playing against um, Australia is one of the best this team. And coming up against these guys and getting wickets, I think that's amazing for my career starting. And getting Marnus and Steve Smith, those are amazing batsmen. So those are, that's, that's a big start for me in my career there. We're saying we couldn't take our eyes off you because... What you did with the bat, wicket first ball, you were coming in, you weren't bowling, you were coming in the ball, slipping out of your hands, it was all happening out there. How, how difficult was it, even though you say, I'm not going to let nerves get in front of me, to keep that mindset when things you know, might go wrong with the run-up, ball slips out, but then concentrate on the next ball? Yeah, well, the, actually, the crowd actually gave me a boost too. I, I think the, the crowd was amazing, and, and that encouraged me a lot. You know, getting that motivation, they don't know me that much. But I think what they saw there, that was amazing for them. And they just keep cheering for me and that motivates me well. People don't know, but you're a security guard, I think, back home. And this cricket thing's just come about. Now you've played five, six first-class games, now a test match. Do you think this is the way forward? Because it sounds better than being a security guard, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, it sounds very better than being a security guard. is not easy work. Working 12 hours, 7 to 7, and sometimes do double shift. I mean, cricket isn't easy also, but this is what I love and this is what I want to continue doing for the rest of my life. I wouldn't do it until I beat 50, but what I could do for my career, I would enjoy cricket while it lasts. 
Absolutely, and I've got to say, you won't have to worry about the 12-hour shifts. You bowl your six hours, you get five wickets, you go inside, you get a massage and someone will look after you now. So that's what you've got to do. Get yeah. ready for tomorrow. <laughs> Perfect, thank you. <laughs> Just finally, Shamar, I was talking to Carl before about uh, there was a famous test here, well, 30-something years ago now, where the West Indies won by a run. It was the narrowest test victory in cricket history. But Carl said, these are old memories. We need new memories. We need this young brigade to create memories that we'll be talking about 30 years from now. With such a young team, the prospects are so exciting, aren't they, for the future, to try and drag the Windies out of the Test match mire? Yeah, I know there will be a, a lot of negativity around and people doesn't, they have people that doesn't believe in the young team, but we come out here to fight. We come out here to play brave cricket. Not, we doesn't travel from Guyana, St. Kate's and all over the world just to come and play jockey cricket. We come to fight. We're looking up to our position and so. Well, you're here at Adelaide, 25,500 people. You look up at that electronic scoreboard and there you see you're the, the highlighted figure. It's two for 18 from six overs. Congratulations. And I tell you what, the Aussie public are going to really love watching you play cricket. Well done, mate. Yeah, thank you a lot. I enjoy it. And we appreciate you joining us. Shamar Joseph joining us after a stunning debut day uh, here at Adelaide Oval. And already a lot of the members that have stuck around um, are applauding him off. 26,631 the final crowd. We'll get Carl's thoughts in a tick. But Shamar Joseph... The wicket from his first delivery, this is how it happened. Here he comes, Shamar Joseph, his first ball in Test cricket to Steve Smith. It's a nick! He's got a wicket! The catch is taken! And the West Indies strike, Shamar Joseph, he's almost run to the point boundary! What a moment! Steve Smith's out for 12. It was a really good catch at second slip. Australia won for 25. But the toast of the Caribbean, Shamar Joseph. One ball, one for none. Well, Carl Hooper, the West Indies so desperately needed a spark at nine for 133. He gave it to them with the bat, and, gee, he, he just delivered the right medicine with the ball. What did you make of it all? Why in the field, um, you know, putting together a partnership with Camaro to the back end of the game. And coming out and, and picking up the wickets of, of Steve Smith. Steve Smith and, and, and Labouchain, I mean, I just thought it was a fantastic day. First day in Test cricket, made his debut this morning. Just a fantastic uh, performance by Shamar Joseph. I would have keen to hear his thoughts on, on where they, he thought the game was and how, how do they progress into tomorrow. Because I still think this Test match is wide open. I think if West Indies can come out tomorrow, get a couple of wickets early, it blows this Test match wide open. We've got uh, Cameron Green at the crease, uh, new established number four. I think if West Indies can remove one of these two early in the first hour, this test match is still wide open. And the disappointment for the West Indies, dropping that catch, Kawaja behind when he's only on three, he sits at stumps, not out 30. That, that was a body blow. If they, you know, if they had Australia three down at, at stumps, it really is game on, which it may be anyway. Well, yes, I think, I suppose, the civil looking at the, when, he, when he sits back tonight and look at that replay, he probably would have thought that he should have held on. But look, that's gone. The important thing now is tomorrow morning, making sure that, that that first half an hour, 45 min, uh, minutes, that West Indies tried to make some roads, uh, inroads into this batting. So, Carl Hooper, Tom Cooper's joining us, Stewie Clark. I'm Andrew Moore on Grandstand at Stumps. Australia is 2 for 59 after bowling out the West Indies for 188. We just spoke with Jamar Joseph, 
and the man who claimed his wicket is Nathan Lyon. Over 500 test wickets to his name, and he joins us here on the, the boundary. Nathan, after winning the toss, sending the West Indies in, having them nine for 133, couldn't have gone better, could it? Uh, yeah, no, de- decent day by uh, the bowlers. I thought they, we stuck at it pretty well. Um, but, yeah, partnerships happen, and... and Guys are allowed to play some decent cricket shots as well, and you you see you saw that in that partnership at the end there. Um, obviously, you never like it when the tail wags, but you've got to give credit where credit's due. And I thought they they played it well. They they uh, attacked us, but they also left good balls alone. So yeah, pretty happy. So well publicised now that as a bowling quartet, you've created history, the most wickets ever as a bowling foursome. Yet in the last two tests, at 86 run, 10th wicket stand, and 55 today. Even for players who've been around for so long with so much success, does that get really frustrating, or is the key keeping your heads? Oh, yeah, it gets frustrating. There's no point hiding behind that. But we're we're professional athletes, and we're we're here to do a job. And so we've got to try and stay nice and calm, and, and make sure that we're just bowling our best ball and, and having clear plans. But yeah, it's pretty amazing that uh, the four four of us are all over 250 Test match wickets. It's um, first time in the history of the game, so it's, that's pretty special. And another one that we can sit back later on and ho- hopefully have a beer over. Certainly can. The wicket we were talking about today looked a fraction slow this morning. Quicken up, maybe. What did you make of the wicket? Uh, yeah, obviously talking to uh, Damien and, and the guys uh, previously, um, it's a different uh, grass. Firstly, from the last couple of years, it's a, it's a legend grass and. I feel like they tried to remove the tennis ball bounce with what we've probably seen here with the pink ball over the last couple of years. So I know their, their focus has been trying to get the ball to go through nice and nice and quick to the to the keeper off the off the big guys. Um, but yeah, it's a probably a lot a little bit drier than what we're used to here as well. So I'm hoping that will um, that we can bat big and then I can come into the game and hopefully spin spin a few out there later on. Do you think it'll flatten out in the, in the short term tomorrow? Good for batting and, and as you said. It just looked like there was little indentations that were starting to form just because it was a bit soft. It was hard for us to tell from where we were, but a couple of balls sort of keeping low and then the odd one shooting. Uh, yeah, it wasn't soft. It was more like thatchy grass, so it's a decent decent coverage of grass. And uh, here in Adelaide, sometimes the ball hits the seam and just stands up in that grass, So especially when the uh, roller wears off. So uh, all in all, I think it's a pretty good wicket um, and hopefully it's a decent batting day for us tomorrow. What about the state of the game? Obviously, you lost two wickets. Uh, Smudge getting out, opening the batting, and then Marnus getting out, hooking. Still, I think, well in front in the game. But, you know, you want to get Cameron and uh, Uzi there tomorrow to get a few to, to get you off to a good start before you sort of press on? Yeah, yeah, that's a key. Um, the key is to come, come and win the first first over, first ball, and uh, the first hour tomorrow and just have a big focus on decent partnerships. And, and the guys have been doing that really well. Obviously, following these guys you've got uh, obviously Hetty and, and Marshy who, who like to play the, the up-tempo game so um, that should be interesting but hopefully we can build some really good partnerships together and um, when the bowlers turn to come to either bat or, or bowl we can we can do our job. We just spoke to Shamar Joseph who's had a quite a memorable day. No, you'll ask a question shortly Tommy. Um, Shamar Joseph 36 coming at number 11 and got a wicket with his first ball in test cricket a fair scalp Steve Smith. You were the last Australian to do that in 2011 in, in Sri Lanka. Uh, how special is that a moment? Yeah, yeah, I don't think it would have set in for, for uh, Joseph yet. Uh, it's a pretty amazing moment. I just shook his hand and said, welcome to the club. There's not many of us, but uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's pretty amazing uh, to see a young guy debut, you know, go out there, and he's, he's a lot better batter than what I am. But, um, yeah, it's pretty, pretty special to get a wicket at first ball. So, and Smithy, decent, decent, decent batter. Come on, Tommy, hit Nathan with whatever shot you got. Yeah. So with your uh, extensive groundsman knowledge and the, and the different grass here, the weather's heating up through the week. The Adelaide Oval doesn't generally deteriorate. Can you? 
throughout the uh, remaining days? Um, yeah, hopefully uh, it does. Uh, it's a little bit drier. It's, it's really hard. We've, I've never really seen a dropping wicket break up in the sense that you, you would have batted on the, plenty of the old ones where plenty of, they broke up. But hopefully we can get some foot marks there. But usually here the wicket can spin off the middle of the wicket as well. As you know, when I bowled around the wicket to you many times out here and hit you in the pattern a couple of times. But that's all right. We won't talk about that, Tommy. How do you rate his first ever question in Test Match Broadcasting? Yeah, a bit nervous, wasn't he? <laughs> I've got to ask you a groundsman question. Do you walk out there and go... I could have done it better than this because you've got extensive. You, you were the best, you know, I the best world's greatest off spinner. You were also the world's greatest groundsman out here. I don't know. There's an honour board going up for the the, uh, the groundsman curator, so I'm, I'll be pissed off if I'm not on that. So, you need um, to be on that. But uh, no, no, I definitely don't think that. Damien's the best in the world, I, I believe, and this ground's the best best place to play cricket. All right, Nathan, we'll let you get back to the sheds, mate. Well done. 188, all out the windies, and Australian reply, two for 59. And. Nathan Lyon joining us here on Grandstand at Stumps. Good to see you, mate. Well played. He picked up one wicket. It was the last one. How, how long back do you two go, Tommy? A uh, long time. Yeah. Long time. Back to, well, he's got a story that we used to ignore him when he used to roll out the wickets down at Park 25 and we'd go down there to train and he'd roll the arm over and he reckons we'd just kick the ball back to him and not respect him very much. But, uh, yeah, it's been a, a fantastic career for young Nathan. Now he's the greatest ever. Actually, the last time we were talking about, last time I was at this ground, Tom and Nathan were both playing for South Australia, New South Wales, in the, in the it wasn't the Big Bash, it was the Big Bash, but it wasn't the BBL, it was New South Wales. Yep. Tommy and uh, Nathan beat New South Wales, he was playing for them. But I always reckon he docked it up the wicket, so it was more favourable ah. for them. So, yeah. That's, how they, won right. that, that's how they won that game. He's just, Smart, out, he's just <laughs> out of earshot. All right, the Australian response, two for 59. Usman Kawaja looking very solid on 30, but it could have been all over for him when he had scored just three as the catch was dropped by the keeper. This is how it happened. He moves in now, past the umpire, right arm over to Kawaja. Edged! Taken? No, dropped by the keeper. De Silva diving to his left. He was having to grab it low. And for a moment, slips were excited. Their arms went up and then their arms went down. What a chance. Kawaja early on off the bowling of Joseph. Genuine outside edge. Carl Hooper, Stuart Clark, Tom Cooper. I'm Andrew Moore on Grandstand Cricket. And, uh, well, that, that was a, a costly miss. But Kawaja, Carl, he looked... Really, really solid for the Australians after that. Yes, he certainly did, and I think he'll be key for tomorrow. Um, we know that he could bat for long periods of time. He's been having, I think, you know, the last sort of two, three years, probably one of the most consistent batters in world cricket. So he'll be key for the Australians tomorrow. I'm sure somebody like uh, Green will be nervous, you know. Um, but like I said before, West Indies, it's very important for West Indies, I think, tomorrow to try and break into this Australian mid-order as soon as possible uh, so that they, you know, Australia certainly don't want to concede a big lead after having scored just 180, I think it's 188. So that first half an hour, 45 minutes, is, is really, really crucial, I think. And let's see what happens tomorrow. I think it's been a good day's cricket, um, exciting. I quite enjoyed it. But I would have hoped the West Indies, and I think when they sit back and probably look, think about it tonight, they probably could have batted a little bit better. 275. Picked up a couple tonight, different ball game. Kurt McKenzie, encouraging start for his career out here, only second test. Started on debut with 32 against India. What did you make of his innings today? 
Well, he looked good, um, reminiscent of, I think, Chris Gale, um, in the firmness in which he struck the ball. Uh, get into 50-odd, probably would be disappointed he didn't carry on, but I suppose you couldn't fault his application at the crease today. I think it was pretty testing. Um, good conditions to bowl in, and coming up against the likes of a Stark and, and, and Cummins and Hazelwood, not to mention Lions, it's always going to be a tough act. And this is a young player we must remember. And I thought he acquitted himself well today, and it's certainly a good start to his test career. Um, only his second test match, the first being against India earlier, well, late last year, and then coming to Australia in his first test, notching up a 50, that's a good start. He's got second innings, and then he's got the one obviously in Brisbane. Well, it, it was looking bleak, wasn't it, on a day without many highlights apart from McKenzie's 50 at 9 for 133. But then that partnership of 55 for the 10th wicket, the second time in as many tests, the Australians have conceded a 50-plus partnership for the 10th wicket. And let's hear some of the highlights of that. Hazelwood goes in and he swings at it and smashes it back down the ground. And it's going to go for four this time. He was lucky he didn't clean up the umpire or the non-striker with that clout, but he managed to thread it through the field with the slog. Here's Nathan Lyon bowling, and Kamar Roach joins the party. Slogs this over mid-wicket. That races away for four. Well, this is old-fashioned tail-ender stuff. Kamar Roach greets Nathan Lyon rudely as he moves to six. Hazelwood bowls. He gives himself room. He goes the tonk. It's over mid-wicket. He's hit it. Magnificently for six. Shamar Joseph doing his best Amir Jamal impression. Last ball of the Hazelwood over. Bowling to Kamar Roach. And Roach plays it away on the offside. It's between gully and point. And it races away for four in front of the Sir Edwin Smith stand. What a tail-end resistance this is. That's what he's doing against Lyon, who bowls to him again. And he has a swing. And he gets hold of it. That's gone for six over mid-wicket. It's a big hit, swatted away to the Sir Edwin Smith stand. He got in and under, and uh, there was like a big bash. Uh, crowd catch for you, my boy. Lyon will be bowling to the number 11, the left-hander. And he's coming in around the wicket, and Joseph goes forward. He's hit on the pad in the field for LBWL. Umpire Menin's finger went up. Enough of it hitting the leg stump, and that is out. Lyon gets the last wicket, 188 all out. And Joseph, star performer with the bat, when it looked like the innings was going to finish with a very paltry total. At least they've got to 188. Some excitement and, and some belief for the West Indies after a really sluggish start. Um, Stewie, even though we just spoke to Nathan Lyon, who only picked up one wicket, Pat Cummins and Josh Hazelwood both picked up four fours. And like they were in Sydney, they were a dominant force again. Gee, they're hard to get away, aren't they? Look, they're dominant. They're world-class. You know, we keep talking about it, and the stats are just piling up now. The more you hear about wickets and the greatest quartets, and, you know, you start, you start to use words great and best ever and things like that. So um, Cummins, I thought he was good. He, you know, he picked up the early wicket, good catch by Cameron Green, and then he knocked over, um, I think, the number three with a good one that just seemed away, clipped the top of off stump. And Hazelwood, he's relentless. The ball, after all, and he's getting the ball to bounce at the moment. And look, he had four. He could have had six if he kept going. Paddy took him out of the attack and uh, brought himself back on. And then it was a bit of a fight at the end there to see who got five. And, well, neither did Nathan Lyon. Picked up the final wicket. But, oh, look, it just doesn't matter with the Australians who, you, uh, who they bowl at the moment. They're just 
relentless, as you said. They don't give you anything. They don't allow you to score, and you get frustrated, and eventually you get a good one with your name on it, and you get out. We had a very interesting guest at Grandstand at lunch today. The South Australian Premier, Peter Malinowskis, joined us. Um, and the question was, does, well, does South Australia deserve a slot for a regular test match? And that's what he wants. And he argued the 116,000 average test crowd is second in raw numbers only to Melbourne before you factor in per capita. This is what the Premier had to say about test cricket in Adelaide. The Adelaide test has, over the last 10 years, averaged a crowd across the, the test match of 116,000. That's second only to Melbourne. And on a per per capita basis, we eclipse Melbourne. So we get bigger crowds to test matches than the SCG in Sydney with a population four times our size. So we beat them in raw numbers, let alone on per capita numbers. So the Adelaide test gets bigger crowds than the SCG test. And here's Cricket Australia saying, well, look, uh, to all those South Australians out there who have treated the game loyally, show up, pay their money, we're going to relegate your schedule to midweek cricket against a, a, a lower opposition um, because we're going to take you for granted. And um, I think someone's got to call that out. Uh, and so when I was asked my opinion about it by a journalist, I was more than happy to express my, express my view, and they put on the front page accordingly. So that's the South Australian Premier. Tom Kirby, you're a proud New South Welshman. Let's not get away from that fact. Even though you've lived in South Australia for about the last 200 years, when, when should the Adelaide Test be played? I don't know when it should be played, but it should be a, a certain fixture on the... On the card, you listen to Pat Cummins at the toss. He says it's one of the, the best grounds in the world and there's many cricketers that, um, if you ask them what their favourite ground is, the Adelaide Oval uh, rates highly. So um, we, we generally see a good game. Um, so, yeah, I don't see why it shouldn't be a, uh, be a permanent fixture, especially with those uh, stats that the Premier's come out with. Oh, I look, obviously, before Christmas is the best time for it. I'm a little bit... The, the fact that more people turn up this well, the ground's bigger. Of course, more people are going to turn up than the SCG. Um, and, well, OK, not Perth. But, look, I, I don't disagree with his point that if we knew it was in the schedule at, I don't know, sometime early in December or middle December before Christmas and we knew where the test matches were going, that would be a good thing. It would give people certainty when they turn up. All right, we're about out of here. Carl, great to see you again, mate. Let's hope that the uh, Windies go on the back of... Joseph and, and get some wickets early tomorrow. See you then. See you tomorrow. That's Carl Hooper. Tom, nice test to boo, mate. Catch you tomorrow morning. Thank you. Look forward to it. And Saf, you'll be here for the pre-game show. Oh, definitely. And don't forget, the what? first hour, it's the most crucial hour. It always is, Andrew. I knew you'd say it. Those listening to ABC Sport Digital 6.30, you're heading to Melbourne Park for the evening session of the tennis. Catch you tomorrow. Cummins bowls and Chanderpool is on the drive. Green takes the gap. Pat Cummins strikes with his first over. Cummins tries it again to Brathwaite, he's forward and he's knocked over. Wow, he's gone through his defence. Beautiful bowling from Cummins. A little bit of variation. This man is such a skillful bowler. Here's Hazelwood around the wicket and he changes his mind and that's it. It's knocked him over. A change of mind, he allowed the ball to go. Misjudgment and it's hit the stumps. Hazelwood start a new over, bowling in at Hodge, and Hodge forward to drop off the edge out. Caught in the gully. He didn't get over the bounce, and he's edged the ball to Green in the gully. Lions in again. Forward he goes to drive. Yes, yes. And take one because mid off is back, and that's a half century for Kirk McKenzie. His first half century in Test cricket. And he waves his bat to the crowd. 
He goes in again and bowls and McKenzie's edging and he's caught behind. He's out. Straight to Carey. He got the bounce around the line of the off stump. McKenzie pushed at it. A very good bit of bowling. Hazelwood's third wicket. Closing in on 24,000 for this first day in the sunshine. Hazelwood in again, driving straight to extra cover. Hazelwood strikes again, and he's got his fourth, and West Indies are falling away at six down now for 108. Well, that game, by the way, is over in New Zealand. There's a hook shot here from De Silva, the square leg, and he's out. Gee, that's a poor shot. He's caught by Travis Head at deep square leg. Bowls to Moti, and he gives himself room, flays this off an edge, a horrible shot. And he's caught a backward point. Joseph, but he's, he's going to play big as Cummins. Bowls edge, caught, second slip. He's out. The safe hands of Stephen Smith. Hazelwood bowls, he gives himself room. He goes the tonk. It's over mid-wicket. He's hit it magnificently for six. And he's coming in around the wicket, and Joseph goes forward. He's hit on the pad, and a field for LBWR. Umpire Menin's finger went up. At least they've got to 188. Here he comes, Shamar Joseph, his first ball in test cricket to Steve Smith. It's a nick. He's got a wicket. The catch is taken. And the West Indies try. Shamar Joseph, he's almost run to the point boundary. Labashane is on the pull shot. Gets it to deep, fine leg, it's in the air, he's out! The catch has been taken by Moti. A good catch, Shamar has two, and he's on the sprint again. He gets two-thirds of the way to the boundary. Grandstand Cricket. Australia versus the West Indies. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.